بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من تصدق بعدل تمره من كسب طيب ولا يقبل الله الا الطيب فان الله يقبلها بيمينه ثم يربيها لصاحبها كما يربي احدكم فلوه حتى تكون مثل الجبل متفق عليه this hadith we started the discussion some time back but obviously because of the passage of time we reiterate most of the subject matter Abu Hurairah radiyallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that that person who gives sadaqah in charity equivalent to a date from halal earnings and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept does not accept accept that which is pure that is halal فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يُقَبِّلُهَا بِيَمِينِهِ Then verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts this readily. Literal translation of يُقَبِّلُهَا بِيَمِينِهِ is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts it with his right hand. As we've discussed many times in the past, that such allusions towards limbs for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or Allah ta'ala occupying space, etc. These are whilst we accept them, bring iman on them as being the wording in the hadith, we do not literally apportion limbs of the body to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we would a human being. Allah ta'ala is pak and pure above all such restrictions or such limitations to his being. So generally the ulama ikram will translate yuqabbiluha biyaminihi that Allah ta'ala readily accepts it. In other words, the right hand refers to the manner in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased and Allah ta'ala readily accepts such type of charity. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase this charity for the giver just as one of you brings up his foal. Until eventually this one date that you have given in charity, provided the conditions that I mentioned in this hadith are met, this one date eventually becomes like a huge mountain. You find that this riwayat is mentioned in many, many other books of a hadith with slight variations in the wording. For example, in this hadith, yuqabbiluha biyaminihi. Allah Ta'ala accepts it with his right hand. In other words, Allah readily accepts it or is pleased with it. In the riwayat of Muslim Sharif, illa akhadahullahu biyaminihi. Allah Ta'ala grasps it with his hands. In other words, again, the translation will be Allah readily accepts it. In yet another riwayat, it is mentioned, illa akhadahullahu where instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the words Rahman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sifat of Allah being the beneficent, merciful, the kind, Allah ta'ala takes it. In other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala readily accepts it. Another, yet another riwayat, it is mentioned, فَتَلَقَّاهَ Rahman بِيَدِهِ Rahman meets it with his hand. In other words, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala readily accepts it. 
The second part of the hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, A beautiful analogy is given. That when sadaqah is given in this fashion, in this manner, then just as one of you, one of you will nurture or rear his animal from a baby foal, it will become a huge horse. In exactly the same way, it is almost as if the sadaqah grows up. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nurtures it, Allah accepts it, loves it to such an extent that Allah ta'ala rears it like you would rear an animal and the reward of it continues increasing. That is why it is mentioned in the riwayat of the Mizi Sharif, One morsel eventually becomes equivalent to the mountain of Ohad. Mountain of Ohad is a 14 kilometer long mountain range. Such an analogy is given that when it comes to sadaqah and charity, it's not the quantity that is matloob. It is the quality of that sadaqah. Happily give sadaqah. Give it from the bottom of your heart. Give it with this in mind that my Allah must become pleased with me. And does not mean that if you are poor or you have less, that your sadaqah in Allah's court is going to be counted less. No. Sabaqa dirham, miyata arz dirham. One narration it comes that one person gave one dirham in charity, another one gave hundred thousand dirham in charity. The one that gave one dirham in charity, sabaqa, got more reward than the person that gave a hundred thousand. What was the difference? The one who gave one probably only had two or he only had the one. And the one who had hundred thousand may have had millions. So in Allah's eyes, لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ amala. Allah looks at the husn of the amal, the niyat behind the amal, the sacrifice behind the amal, the mujahada behind the amal. All these factors are taken into consideration. That is why we find, as I mentioned in the riwayat of the Mizi Sharif, إِنَّ اللُّقْمَةَ لَتَسِيرُ مِثْلَ أُحَدْ Then one luqma, one morsel, becomes equivalent to the mountain of Ohad. With regards to the sadaqah increasing in size, Hafiz ibn Hajar rahimahullah mentions, there are one or two explanations that are given to this. One is that the actual entity increases in size. Allah Ta'ala actually increases. You may have just, like is mentioned in the hadith, bi'adli tamara, you gave one date. Allah increases that date itself in size, so that it weighs down the scale on the day of judgment. Or the more popular meaning that is given to this is that it could mean that the reward of it is multiplied exponentially. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, مَنْ ذَا الَّذِي يُقْرِضُ اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا فَيُضَاعِفَهُ لَهُ أَضْعَافًا كَثِيرًا The subject matter is found in many verses in the Qur'an. مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَانُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ أَنْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلْ فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةٍ وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءٍ This تَضْعِيف or this multiplying of the reward of whatever you spend in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like I said, the subject matter and this theme is found in many, many verses in the Qur'an. The verse which I mentioned just now, Allah Ta'ala says, who is there that will give a debt to Allah Ta'ala? And in return for this, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will multiply it many, many times. In other words, you gave only one date. Allah rewards you as if you gave a mountain, or the mountain of Ohad, or as if you gave a huge animal. In other words, the reward is multiplied many, many times. However, 
There is one condition that is mentioned that is extremely important. When it comes to sadaqah and charity, we find that one is our fard, sadaqah and charity, that is zakat, etc. This hadith doesn't refer to that. This hadith refers to what we call nafil charity. Many, many of us, unfortunately, whilst we are active in giving charity, we are not as active in ensuring that our earnings are halal. It's more important to ensure that your earnings are halal than actually giving nafil charity. In fact, nafil charity, Allah says, there's no point in giving the charity if your earnings are not halal. Because if your earnings are not halal, you don't actually own that entity. It's not yours, it's somebody else's. You usurped it. So how do you have, how are you able to utilize something that you don't actually earn? Your tasarruf in it, your utilization of it is haram, it's forbidden. So that act of charity also becomes forbidden. So it's much more important to ensure that your earnings are halal. That is why in this hadith, Rasulullah specifically mentions, bi'adili tamara, one day min kasbin tayyib, from halal earnings. Make sure that your earnings are halal. And then Rasulullah goes on to say, وَلَا يَقْبَلُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا الطَّيِّبِ And Allah will never accept that which you are not allowed to utilize, how is Allah going to accept it? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never accept, except that which is halal. That is why Yunus bin Asbat, rahimahullah, mentions the riwayat, that when a young man becomes an abid, a true worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shaitan says to his assistants, that go and find out the source of his earning. He's making now, this person was wayward, he was a disobedient person. Now he changed his life, he's making the ibadat, he's, a, he's an abid, he's a worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even then, shaitan obviously doesn't leave anybody. But before shaitan allows his assistants to interfere with this person, he says, go and find out the source of his food. If they find out that the earning of this person is from haram sources, they come back to the chief shaitan and they tell him, listen, we found out that even though this man makes so much of ibadat, so much of tahajjud, so much of tilawat of Quran, so much of zikr of Allah, etc., we have found out that his earnings are not halal. So shaitan, the main shaitan tells his, obviously, the, the followers, the younger shaitan, or those that are his servants, leave him alone. Don't even bother yourself with him. Don't bother yourself with his ibadat. Why? In fact, it's mentioned, the revived shaitan says to the other shayateen, that leave him alone to tire himself in his ibadat. Do not waste your energy on him. As long as his earnings are halal, his ibadat will never be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is why it is much, much more emphasis has to be placed on us getting our mu'amalat right. The Mubarak and the blessed month of Ramadan passed. Many of us will have increased the level of our ibadat. Now the challenge is to maintain that level of ibadat. But with that, it is extremely important for the acceptance of the amal, whether it's your charity or whether it's your nafil ibadat. The condition is the earnings have to be halal. So it is extremely important for us to get our mu'amalat, get our financial affairs in order and ensure that we are not usurping the rights of anyone, we are not doing anyone down. In fact, Abdullah bin Mubarak rahimahullah used to say that I find it superior as an act of ibadat 
Listen to this very, very carefully. This was a great scholar of Islam, Abdullah bin Mubarak rahimahullah. He says, I find it superior as an act of ibadat to return one doubtful dirham that I have. Not haram, he says doubtful. If there was one doubtful dirham of someone that I took, actually it belongs to that person, there's a doubt. Not even, I don't even know for sure. He says, I find this, the returning of that one doubtful dirham to its rightful owner, a superior act of ibadat than giving 600,000 dirhams in charity. To return the doubtful dirham is more superior than giving 600,000 dirhams in charity. So this, if we find this condition that is mentioned in this hadith is extremely important. We cannot overstate the importance of it. Rasulullah gives an analogy of a person. Yutilu safar. Every sign Every sign of the acceptance of amal is there. Vizlazim said this man went on a long journey. Ash'atha akhbar. His hair is disheveled. His body is full of dust. Mujahada. He has tired himself. Raises his hand. Thumma yamuddu yadehi ila sama. Then he raises his hands towards the heavens. Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, Oh my Rabb, Oh my Rabb. Now all the athar and signs of the acceptance of dua day, hey is disheveled, body is full of dust, made a long journey, ex- put himself into mujahada. But matamu haram, mashrabu haram, malbasu haram. Nabi Islam says the man's clothing is haram, the earnings are haram, his conveyance is haram. Nabi Islam doesn't just say his dua won't be accepted. We find in the hadith, what's the wording? Anna yustajabu How do you possibly accept, expect that Allah is going to accept this dua. Allah will never accept this dua. If the earnings are haram. So, وَلَا يَقْبَلُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا Allah is pure. Allah only accepts that which is pure. So very, very important, my respected brothers, is to ensure that our earnings are halal before we give nafil charity. You want your nafil charity to be accepted? Allah is not looking for a lot. Give one date, but let it be halal. Let it be pure. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will multiply the reward. Subhanallah.